This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Reach System. Are you ready to exponentially reach more profitable customers? Launching and hosting your own show is your proven best solution for networking, client attraction, and establishing your celebrity expert brand. Visit www.podcastreachsystem.com and claim your rightful place as the leading star of your industry so you make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homie. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with John Kramer, who is the author of 1001 Ways to Market Your Books. He's also a mentor to authors who have sold, who's sold over a billion books and founder of the Billion Book Initiative to help the next generation of book authors sell another billion books. Over the past 37 years, he's helped thousands of authors, both major celebrities and those just starting out, to sell more books. Lots more books. I love it. Books, 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 books. John That's Kramer, my focus. welcome aboard. <laughs> Hi. Thanks a lot, Adam. Okay. So you've already, so your bio gives us a slight little taste of the first question or two, but we'll right. give you the opportunity to go into more detail. First question, how does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and society at large? Well, I help people to market their books, and books can change the world. They can change people's lives, and they have actually impacted the world in different ways, depending on the book. But they provide information, inspiration, and entertainment. And so they're, you know, they really do have an impact on people. You know, sometimes a bad impact, like Mein Kampf, but yeah. often a very good impact, you know, based on, uh, you know, books that other people have written that help to change the thinking of the world, the culture of a nation, things like that. So I really like helping yeah. authors to have that kind of impact. Yeah. So tell us in a little more detail what it is you actually do. <laughs> well, I wrote the book on the subject, A Thousand and yep. One Ways to Market Your Books. Yep. And, you know, everybody will tell you that that is the book on the subject. It's a big book. You know, it's thick. You can see it in the background there, <laughs> uh, the thickness of it anyway. Yes. Uh, but I also consult with authors and publishers as well as provide various cor courses and trainings that will help them to market their books more effectively. And I do a special program uh, called the Book Marketing Blastoff um, Service where I, I actually teach people. I, I allow them – I consult with them for two months. Uh, basically, they can ask me anything they want uh, via a video like this, phone calls, emails, so on. Great. So in your experience, what are some of the most frequently asked questions that people bring to you as they're working through their process of deciding to work with you? 
Well, the first one is always, what is the best way to market my book? Um, and But then they ask a question I really don't like that much. How can I my, market my books without doing any work? And the thing is, all of marketing takes a certain amount of commitment, time to uh, build an audience and to build uh, people that will talk about your product and your service so that you can do something. And then the last question is even worse. Can you market my book for me? I'll give you a percentage of my sales. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm going, well, gosh, if I'm going to spend time doing that for your book, why not just me doing it for my own book? Because I get the full percentage then. Uh, whatever percentage you give me isn't going to pay for my time by itself. It just isn't. And it would make much more sense for me to market one of my books. Right. Well, one of the challenges and this is one of the things that you and I understand fairly well, and it's still not exactly known to the entire world, is even if you're represented by a publisher, that doesn't mean they're going to do all the work to sell the book for you. There's still a fair amount of heavy lifting you may need to do, depending on the range of services they offer and right. what uh, and what it is that they you're looking to invest in. So it's a unique conversation depending on who you're working with and how you're working with them. But, now, that, you know, every, every publisher, the first question they'll ask a potential author is, do you have an audience? You know, because they want to work with authors that already have built up an audience of people that are saying, we want your book. We want your book. Uh, because that makes the publisher's job so much easier. Um, and then, you know, the publisher should, if they like your book and they've made it one of their top priorities, they will do a lot to help get you booked in a major publicity that would be harder for you to do on your own. Yeah, and I think I think that's fair. Now, the next question I have is, what are some questions you wish people would ask? I w would always want them to ask, what are the three most important things I can do to market my book? If they don't ask me that question, I ask it for them and tell them. Because it's it's so important that they focus. You, you have to focus. And then, you know, you don't want to do, you know, like my book is a thousand and one ways to market your books. But I would never tell people to do all thousand and one ways. I, I'd say focus on three to five that you feel comfortable with, that you feel that you have the time, the talent, and the money to carry out um, or the support from, you know, your audience and so on. Right, the same yeah. way that there are various ways to leverage a podcast, and you got to choose what works best for you. Go ahead. Yes, absolutely. Another question is, what should I do this week to market my book? Um, so many authors, you know, they they want to think like, you know, what can I what can I buy? You know, because they tend to want to find somebody else to do it for them. Authors like to write. They don't tend to like to market. Now that's why I like to work with business people who are working on a book because they got more of the marketing mindset and they understand what it takes to market something. But you get authors who have just written a book and that's all they really want to do is write. And I understand yeah. that. I understand the impulse, but at some point you have to get out and let people know because again, the author is going to be the best spokesperson for their book. And that's right. absolutely, there's just no question about that. And the other question is a tough one for authors, and that is I would like them to ask, how can I create the relationships I need to market my books? And it's really tough. Uh, it's amazing 
I've worked with some authors and I tell them exactly what to do to market their book. You know, you have to create relationships because relationships is 80% of marketing. And uh, if you can't, if you can't learn how to create a relationship and the, the, you know, there are some authors, they understand that and they started building their own. There are other authors, you know, I tell them exactly, talk to your local bookstore, you know, do this, talk to these people. And it's like pulling teeth to get them to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's shift gears a little bit and let's get to know John Kramer a little bit better. What is what is something that folks who know you would be surprised to learn about you? Well, most people don't know that I graduated with a degree in anarchy. Okay. <laughs> that's that's had, an interesting I, take. Yes. In, in college, I had a self-designed major. Uh, built around anarchy. So I studied the historical, philosophical, psychological, and the historical impacts of what anarchy meant. And uh, I was the first student to ever graduate with a degree in anarchy. There was another student who graduated the year after me that also designed a major in anarchy. His wasn't as good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? I always wish people would say he's a good push, a good person. I love spending time with him. Uh, you know, it's the kind of people I like to create relationships with are the people that I love just spending time with. I mean, you know, one of my big champions is Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. And I love spending time with Jack. It's just so much fun. To, and we get to sometimes just sit together and talk. And I just love that uh, about Jack. And we really have a good time when we talk with each other. And we so we genuinely like each other, you know, and that's yeah. always a, a major factor in terms of the relationships you build. And the thing is, most people know how to make friends. So it's just marketing is basically building the right kind of friends, you know, creating friends with people that have some sort of influence like Jack. Yeah. I met him once, and this was probably about 15 years ago. Is it the first seminar I ever attended in the entrepreneurial space? It's back when James okay. Malinchak. It's back when James Malinchak was doing the college speaking boot camps, and okay, they were sure. in little seminar rooms with 30 people. And Canfield was one of the guest speakers. I had a chance to speak with him for about five minutes, and you know, I was I'd been a full time entrepreneur for about a week and a half. I didn't <laughs> understand celebrity at the time, so I went up to like, uh, Mister Mister Canfield. It's such an honor. He said, John. And if you ever call me Mr. Canfield again, oh, my goodness. And then we <laughs> laughed, and uh, he found out he's just a regular down-to-earth sort of dude. He is. He's, he's just uh, – Well, actually, he said Jack. Actually, he said Jack, not John, but you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering, did I not know him? <laughs> John Canfield? Yeah. Is, is, is real, yeah. Well, his friends call him John. I'm not sure how you know him. <laughs> I know him as Jack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, so we, we've – you know, it's, it's just – the first time I met him, um, he and his uh, and Mark were signing books at the book expo, and I, I I came up and he said, "Who should I make it out to?" And I said, "John Kramer." And Jack goes, "Whoa, Mark, Mark, this is John Kramer," <laughs> <laughs> because they used my book, and I have a great video on my website where Jack is talking about how they used my book. They basically put the entire book up on a wall. And uh, tore down the ideas as they did them. Wow. That's that's fascinating. Now, if you could go back in time and change one thing you've done or one thing you've experienced, what would it be and why? 
the thing I would have done, I think, differently if, if you know, looking at hindsight, is I would have spent more time trying to sell my original books to some of the uh, major publishers. Because, you know, right now, most of the work I've done has been self-published. I do have a Random House book and I have a Wiley book. But, you know, it's really a big publisher gives you, you a, a sort of legitimacy that you don't get by self-publishing. Uh, and there are books that I would love to write today that have nothing to do with marketing. They have to do with uh, things like prayer and um, and cooking. You know, I, I, I have some recipe books I want to do and things yeah. like that. So for those, I'd rather not have to self-publish them. I'd rather sell them to a publisher that really had a built-in audience, which I don't really have for those topics. Right, right. Now, we've already uh, covered uh, the thing about Jack Canfield. So maybe that's the answer, or maybe you have a different answer. What famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet, and what questions would you ask them? Well, I've already met Jack, so I don't have to ask him. Yeah. Uh, I, my favorite author when I was a kid growing up was Henry David Thoreau Walden. Yep. And uh, so my question would be basically, will you walk around Walden Pond with me? And uh, then I would just pick his brain. And uh, I would love to do that. Uh, I found him fascinating as a writer and, and very passionate. And, um, you know, so I feel a great affinity for him. And I would love to talk to him if I had wow. a chance. That's awesome. What motivates, inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? Well, the answer is very clear. It's love. I, I love what I do and I love the people I, I'm aiming to help. And as long as you have that, you can pass through any difficulty because you're just trying to help people. And so th that's what really works for me. And I really strongly believe in that. I think people have to really care about the people they're trying to help. Uh, if they don't, they're going to do a bad job marketing or writing the book or creating the service or product that they have. They just won't do. I, I don't like cynicism in the sense of somebody saying, wow, I'll just knock off this product and, and sell it to all the suckers. You know, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't, it doesn't strike me as such. So I know you have a special gift for our listeners, and I will share that with them. Yes. In general, right now, what is one action you would encourage our listeners to take as they roll off having finished listening to this interview? Write the first page of your book. Write one page. Do it today. Do it in the next 10 minutes. Write that first page if you haven't done it already. Yeah. If you have, then write the second page or the 18th page or the 21st page, whatever. But do take an action. I I was doing an interview with another podcaster a few weeks ago, and and I asked him, "Do you have a book?" And he says, "Yes, I do. Uh, an idea for it." And and I told him, "Okay, when we get off, write the first page." Great. All right. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And before yeah. you go, I know you have a little something for us, which I'll share now. And that is, I encourage all of our listeners to go to bookmarketingbestsellers.com forward slash M-N, Michael Nicholas, 5GQ6. If you, you, go to our, if you go to our website at brilliancepluspassion.com, you'll see that link. And what it is, is it is a 
free audio on how to create a New York Times bestseller without breaking the bank. You're going to listen into the above video as Don Kramer describes 10 ways to create a New York Times bestseller without breaking the bank. I almost repeated myself there. And with that, John Kramer, thank you so much for being with us. It's been an honor and believe me in education. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Uh, you asked good questions. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Oh,